your regularly scheduled program to bring you this John Pod News Team exclusive, COVID Chronicles, America in Lockdown. We send you now to the John Pod Studios and your host, Dustin Jones. Welcome back live to the Jog Pod Studio. I am your host, Dustin Jones, and this is the COVID Chronicles. Welcome across the country and around the world. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it may be, wherever you are hearing this podcast, we're happy to have you once again. My guest at this time is the host of the Stark Contrast Podcast, the reigning, defending champion of the Bag of Dicks Fantasy Football League, a man of Michigan, a man of many talents, one of my best friends in the world, and as always, a designated, fuck, what do they call the fucking employees that you, what are the employees that you guys are called? <laughs> oh yeah, and the designated essential employee. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast once again, the legend himself, Mr. Rod Stark. A glorious return to... The greatest podcast there is, Jog Pod. The greatest podcast that is currently being recorded in this house, Jog Pod. Welcome back we to the show, it. brother. We love it. it is now a titanium edition of the uh, Jog Pod. A fully endorsed titanium edition. How uh, how how's things in Michigan? Well, uh, it's a it's a beautiful time to live in Michigan. Um, Lots of outdoors time. Uh, everything's pretty normal here. Uh, nothing out of the ordinary for a normal March or April. Uh, I nothing's been going on down here. What <laughs> is about it, you? Is it, it, st- is it still purely Michigan? It is pure Michigan. <laughs> uh, no, it's a dumpster fire like everywhere. It's pure Michigan everywhere except... Uh, Wherever the water still hasn't been fixed. Flint. That, that would be Flint. Flint, yeah. See, that's how little we care about it. I can't even remember the city. Six goddamn years we can't get that shit fixed. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look at that. Wow, uh, after being directed <laughs> by my podcast producer to keep it light, I went right to Flint. How about that Flint water <laughs> crisis? Well... I, I don't mean I don't mean to make time. light. I mean, no, no. But if anything, it's a good time to live in Flint because now the rest of the United States has caught up to the shit show that is Flint. Uh, they don't feel quite as bad. We've uh, sunk the rest of the state to the equal level of Flint, and we're all living in misery. Yeah, Flint's like, hey, welcome to how we've lived for the last six years, where no one gave a shit about us either. They're like, great, you can just die from living here oh welcome to our world it's a it's a beautiful thing all right we're i i, I, I know I, I know i know we're i know we're the covid chronicles i know that uh the last couple episodes we've uh dove a little bit headlong into the politics and and more uh more of that sort of stuff so we're gonna we're gonna veer away from uh from that sort of stuff uh on this episode and we're gonna uh give you a little more entertainment this is going to be more like fox news it's not really news it's more like entertainment (laughs) except 
We're entertainment for smart people. The opposite of everything else. We're definitely uh, in line with stable geniuses everywhere. Stable geniuses everywhere will love this podcast. So, of course, people that are familiar uh, with your previous appearances on the podcast know that uh, in recent months you've uh, adopted uh, a tremendous little human being named Messiah. He is, just in the interactions I've had with him uh, through House Party and on the phone, I know that he is a handful, um, and but he's an adorable handful. He also like he he drops one liners. He uh, always seems to be he's quick witted for someone so uh, so young. So um, how how are things going with Messiah? You got any good Messiah stories to share? He is definitely quick witted. Uh, the humor that this kid has is uh, tremendous and. Uh, I know living in the uh, Stark household is just going to sharpen that wit. Um, you know, every day is uh, is something new with that guy. Um, definitely no, never a dull moment. We've had a lot of uh, different crazy, crazy times with Messiah already. And uh, today was no exception. We went on a run. And he stops me. One thing with Messiah, he always needs a selfie before each run. He wants to go on runs, which are never on the top of my list anyways, uh, marathon. The only type of marathon I like is, uh, on television, but, uh, Messiah is big on running. So he wants to go for runs and he, before every run, he needs a selfie and we stopped to take a selfie today. And he's like, you know, let me see that picture. Who do you see those guys on there? We are the handsomest guys, Rod. You know what? There's going to be girls that are going to want to, come up to us and, and try to date us. And I said, oh, yeah? Said, yeah. They're, they're going to come up to us, but they can't come too close because of the corona. You better tell them, Rod. You better stop them. He gets all serious. <laughs> like, Rod, you better tell those girls, stay back because of corona. He's so fast, it's hard to keep up sometimes on the, just his brain. He'll see people coming across the street, and he's like, hey, hey, what are you doing over there? i say, leave them alone, Messiah. They're just trying to walk. No, 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 I think they need to talk to me. Hey, come here a minute. Is that your girl? Is that your girl? And the guy's like, yeah, that's my daughter. How old is she? Well, she's eight. She's a little old for me. But I'll be an adult soon, and I can date her. <laughs> they just shake their head and walk off. Or we'll be watching TV. It's like, hey, how old is that lady? I'm like, she's like got to be in her 30s. When I'm in my 30s, I'm going to date her. I'm like, she'll be like 80, dude. Well, well, maybe I like old ladies. <laughs> He's always trying to trying to hook me up or hook himself up. I caught him the other night uh, on my, he was actually on a tablet that I set up for him for school, but it was originally mine. So it's hooked to my Facebook. I noticed he's on my Facebook. And I said, what are you doing? I'm adding hot chicks. <laughs> said, what do you mean adding hot chicks? Yeah. Look at all these babes I added for you. Said, How many girls did you add? He's like, I've been doing this for a week. <laughs> 
Oh, this is tremendous. So took, yeah. So it took me a while to realize what he was doing. And then, like, I was talking to a, one of the girls on my Facebook, and I was like, hey, just uh, out of curiosity, did I add you or did you add me? And she's like, you added me. And she's like, oh, you seem funny, so I added you back. And I said, okay, well, uh, I um, I didn't add you. My uh, my stepson or my uh, foster son decided. <laughs> she's like, that's a smooth line. I'm like, no, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels it feels like it would work either way because if they're weirded out by it, you're just like, well, I mean, it wasn't me. It was. It was it was my it was my foster child, but if it works, it's like, you know, then you know you know that they're cool with it, and you're just like, yeah, you're in there. Yeah, exactly. He he, uh, he he reminds me of uh, if you've have you ever you've seen the movie Role Models, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He reminds me of Ronnie from Role Models. Actually, that is a pretty accurate like. If Messiah was older, I would think that there was a possibility that role was based on him. Right, exactly. And it's not which is funny because it, he definitely hasn't seen that movie. Right, no, for sure. He's he's totally your partner in crime. He's your PSE. Yep, he's just a real life Ronnie for sure. Oh man, so how how have uh, how have things uh, been going with? Uh, without him having school and stuff like that, it's, I know, I know that's a, a challenge for you. Oh, it's uh, fucking zoo. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you know anything about foster kids, uh, I'll give you a brief rundown. Typically when you have any kind of trauma as a kid, um, you need structure, like structure is a big thing. So a big part of that structure for a school age kid is school. And, to remove that structure is always going to be um, just pouring gasoline on a fire. Right. Uh, that's compounded because Messiah hasn't really liked his schools before, but he really loves this teacher that he has right now. Right. And he loves his, um, his other classmates and stuff, his friends. They're not classmates. He calls them friends. But uh, so he really loved his school, really loved all that. And then all of a sudden, like he's pulled out of that. So, that's made his life chaotic. Um, we've done our best to kind of give him kind of structure and stuff, but it's still, it, it's crazy. Um, and then in his mind, he thought everybody else was still going to school except for him. Oh, so, man. yeah, so, and he's thinking, I got pulled out of school. Uh, all these other kids, you're lying to me. All the other kids are at school. So, um, Luckily, uh, last week, his teacher dropped off a packet of stuff, and they're setting stuff up for online stuff. But when she came, she reiterated what I said, that nobody's at school and it's not him. It's because of coronavirus. And um, that calmed him down a little bit, but it's still been kind of crazy. One thing that we have changed is he used to have to stay in bed in his room until after 7 o'clock. He has like this little alarm clock that turns green when it's the right time and stuff. Right. Um, but especially since school's been canceled, he's been waking up early, like five thirty, six, six thirty, like super early. But uh, trying to make him stay in the room has been a meltdown fight every day. So he's starting every day with just upset, angry, um, just issues. 
so last Thursday, I decided to start trying. I, I read all the time about foster care and trauma-based parenting and stuff. And uh, one of the suggestions was try to meet them in the middle with things like wake-up times and bedtimes and stuff. So since he was, his trigger is the not getting to wake up when he's up and stuff. Uh, we we started doing. He wants to be a morning kid. He calls it. Yeah. So when he gets up, he gets to get up. It's miserable for me in the morning, but it's great for him. Like he is so happy. Like he's so fucking happy to get up. And they, um, as soon as he's awake, that I'm not gonna make him stay in there. That he gets to get up and watch TV and play and start his day. So um, we started that. Like I said, only Thursday. So it's, it's been not even a week yet, but it's been a huge difference instead of starting the day with the meltdown, which triggers cascading meltdowns uh, or starting off in a good spot. Uh, it hasn't been perfect still. It's, you know, he's still got issues, but it's made a huge difference and it's made the last, you know, almost week a lot more bearable. Yeah. Do they, do they tell you to, to do that just for the structure of it? Like, he needs to like learn boundaries and stuff like that. Is that why it's a certain time? Uh, no, like the, uh, or is it just so you can about, get some sleep? The, yeah, basically, um, really it's originally the, the structure of it was so the parents can get sleep, but, uh, the meeting in the middle thing and let them get up earlier is, uh, just a behavioral thing that right. wasn't suggested directly from Catholic charities, the groupies through, um, but through an actual child psychologist that, that I wrote, read about. So, so obviously, uh, you have, uh, an older son, Liam, and who we've talked mm-hmm. about before, but he is what Liam's like 16, right? Yeah. He's 16. He'll be 17 in September. So, so he's, he's to the point where fuck you, dad, I don't really want to hang out with you. I don't give a shit about what's interesting to you anymore. Those sorts of things like you being you being dad and being fun dad isn't really as appealing to him anymore, I would guess. Yeah, I mean most times. So he definitely th- has his bouts of nostalgia, like right. he's like Dad, I want to cuddle, I want to watch T V or whatever, but in general. Right. He, like it it upsets him that I'm funny. Like his friends think I'm funny, so <laughs> he's like, Well, screw that. I don't want the funny dad, I want you know he wants to be a teenager and not his dad can't be cool. But so now that you have Messiah, who is Messiah's five, yeah, he just turned five March twenty ninth. So so he was recently five. So you you have a five year old. So what kind of things are are you getting to like go back and be like, I loved this part of when Liam was five. Like, are you are you getting to do any of those sorts of things? Like, are you, is there any sort of like a nostalgia back to when when that was going on? Yeah, was for sure. Like uh, pro wrestling, definitely. Uh, we Messiah wasn't really into wrestling before he got here, and obviously, I have been up my whole life. So getting him into wrestling now is kind of relieving the time with Liam. And with one one nice thing about the WWE Network is you can go back and watch better times in wrestling. Show okay. him good wrestling. Yeah. Um, and now he's really into AEW wrestling. Like he's at the age where he feels loyalty to brands. So I had to explain to him that it was okay to like AEW that 
he wasn't upsetting Kofi Kingston and some of the WWE guys <laughs> if he watched somebody else wrestle, um, which is it, it's really cute and endearing that he was like that loyal to Kofi Kingston that he didn't want to upset him. But uh, he's really getting into uh, AEW too, so some watching some real wrestling. Good, thank God. We uh, we've talked previously uh, on this podcast about conspiracy theories. And, uh, of course, one of the first things that people think about when they think about conspiracies is uh, aliens and alien abductions and stuff like that. But uh, in the midst of all this uh, COVID uh, talk and all of the inject cleaning products into your body and stick light bulbs up your ass to get the light inside or whatever, you know, however you wanted to go about that, um, the, uh, the U S government released, uh, footage of, uh, basically UFOs and, um, the internet didn't really seem to care that much. Yeah. I mean, it, it tells you how off the rails we are when <laughs> that doesn't make it, they're like, give them money. Oh, that didn't work. Let's show them aliens. That didn't work. <laughs> I, I want to see what's next. I mean, the, the matrix is definitely completely glitched out right now. Uh, we have to be uh, end game. Um, they're I like, just, they're like, bring back sports right now. Exactly. Well, I guess what's next? What, what could be next? Godzilla? Are we? Are we gonna bring out Godzilla and King Kong? We're like, right. just fuck it, just toss everything. Um, it is a good tie-in, though. They they brought back aliens when, uh, if you if you look at like Independence Day and uh, Jeff, Jeff Goldblum in particular his strategy for beating the aliens was, well, shit, let's just give them a computer virus. Like it was just the off the wall, like bullshit science thing. And it worked. And I feel like Trump took inspiration from that. And he's like, let's just throw something against the wall. Why don't we just inject ourselves with Lysol and shove light bulbs up our ass? It works for Jeff Goldblum, but <laughs> sorry, it's never back to Trump, but, um, it, it's pretty crazy that, uh, for one, that the government would release that video like that and uh, to then come out to crickets. I mean, I, I'm really surprised. I, I think we're at the point of oversaturation with just life in general. Like, nothing surprises anybody anymore or, or nobody believes anything. What, what would have to happen to, to break through the the covid wall like beyond like oh we've got a cure we've got a vaccine whatever like what story would have to happen to break through that like would they literally have to like start showing porn on abc like would they have like would they have to like would it have to be that extreme like hey um i know that this is usually the uh, disney network but uh hey uh, we've struck a deal with pornhub and you can uh, just here's some nine o'clock porn here you go It'd have to be after prime time. I mean, we have decency standards in this country, but uh, no, I, I, I think the if we had any, if we really, had any real decency standards, most of those TV shows uh, would be taken off the air because they're terrible. We, not quality, just, just, just titties. Oh, that's right. Titties. Um, I, I'd say like the only thing would be if some of these really crazy conspiracies are true. Like, have you heard the whole? Uh, the different reasons for COVID that they've given. Oh God, the 5g and the, yeah. 
Well, the the one five G, like the the reason for five G is it's population control and that's causing COVID, which makes zero sense at all. <laughs> Even from a conspiracy theory standpoint, how are these waves making viruses? Right. Like it doesn't line up. It doesn't line up at all. Like if you if you wanted to say five G creates cancer and it does all this other stuff, yeah, okay, you could you could at least plausibly see a cause and effect there, whether you believe it or not, or it's true or not. Um, they also try to say that the reason they close the schools and send in these groups to disinfect schools and stuff is they're actually 5G installation teams, and they're just using the cover of <laughs> being disinfected to, so they can put 5G in our schools. Um, also, uh, that all this is uh, Bill Gates. Bill Gates started by, or started the uh, COVID thing. It's all for population control. He's actually in cahoots with uh, Dr. Fauci, and that they've they've pushed this. Uh, my favorite one though is that the whole thing with COVID was is a cover to cover up uh, pedophile rings that they caught these different. They've started pulling them in and Trump was trying to pull in these pedophile rings and then they stopped him by using COVID and they're using COVID as an excuse for quarantining when they're house arresting these uh, different celebrities. So, so Tom Hanks is a pedophile. That's why he had it. Um, Ellen's a pedophile. And if you read or watch her videos, uh, you can see her ankle bracelet when she dances that you see it bunch up under her pant leg. Um, what the fuck? Yeah. This is, it's glorious. Um, they also, they, so the whole thing is tied with pedophilia. So it, it, you're quite, back to your original question of what would actually catch people's attention if they started arresting those celebrities for <laughs> pedophilia. I guarantee you that would finally get somebody's attention. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think that would, but, but technically that would still be a COVID story. No, 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 because that would be, that would be, separate from the uh covid story oh okay uh, I got you. It, that was the covid story was to cover up that story so nikki and i were, were talking last night like with all of with everything that's going on and everyone's attention diverted in different places doesn't this feel like the perfect opportunity for bad people to be doing bad shit and getting away with it Oh, for sure. Not like the regular, not 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 like the regular criminal fucks that we all know about, like the government and big business people, but like you know, like serial killers and like kidnappers and like fucking weirdos, like because I've seen, I I seem to see, and I don't know if maybe I'm, it's not any more than I normally see, but I feel like I'm seeing a lot more like missing kid things pop up on my Facebook and then Twitter and like it just it, it has me a little bit worried yeah I, I, I wouldn't be surprised I mean there's I'd say more opportunity general, especially especially with person. so many kids that are being given devices and you know people that you know creeps that are trying to prey on kids and convincing kids to like you know Oh, just sneak out. We'll be free. You know, we've been quarantined for so long. I miss seeing you at school. And then, like, it's a fucking weirdo that is, like, trying to abduct kids. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, it's, it's definitely the 
the time for weirdos. You're welcome. You're, you're welcome. All the parents that are listening to this and are now uh, terrified <laughs> by even one more thing. Well, they were talking about how uh, unsecure Zoom is, which is like the the big new thing. Like everybody's connecting all their meetings and stuff on Zoom, but nobody's looked at the fact that there's no firewall. Or, you know, there's no privacy really. It's easy to hack in. Yeah. Um, combine that with a bunch of kids using it and then it's easier for creeps to get around and then they also have the excuse to wear a mask everywhere they're going so if they go to snatch them up they, they can be wearing a mask hard to catch um we're doing a bang-up job I, of keeping this podcast light right <laughs> super light <laughs> uh it, how about how about some it, fun it, conspiracy theories maybe we should talk about fun i'm sorry go ahead you had a thought go ahead and finish no, no, it, it's hard to steer clear of the uh, the heavy stuff. Uh, but bro, general, I've been like, bro, I've been trying to steer clear of the heavy stuff my whole life. It just doesn't work out. <laughs> Stuck in the heavy zone. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, what uh, what conspiracy theories? So beyond the COVID and all that shit, which the the. The the using it to uh, to take down pedophilia is fucking a hilarious thing to me. So every famous person that has COVID was a pedophile. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. That's that's <laughs> the thing. It's their excuse for being on house arrest. Um, which, if they're pedophiles, why are they only getting house arrest? But hey, you know, the crazier things have happened on that front. This is true. Um, but in general. The, the COVID, there's there's a million excuses of why it's real, or it's not even real, and this is just an attempt by the Democrats to take down Trump, or to uh, bring about a uh, single digital American cur- currency to take over the world to start bringing apart the new world order, which seems like a totally crazy thing, and I don't think that it was caused to do that, but in the original bill that Nancy Pelosi put forward when they put the first uh, stimulus package through, she suggested a digital um, currency to be used to transfer it out to create a new currency instead of the dollar. Right. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. But like, it's, so it's, it's not that they, not that they, it's not that they would create COVID to get a digital currency, but someone saw that as an opportunity to maybe try to do it. Oh, for sure. But I mean, that's just, that's what all policies, that's what people do on both sides. They're all looking for opportunities to fuck us over. Well, exactly. I think that's the best um, proof though, that this isn't a big conspiracy that was forced about is they can never work together. Right. It always gets out. Like they're not that smart. They're they're idiots. But uh we're trying to think of uh positive kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I can't think of well, what's not not, not necessarily a, a a positive one, but like more uh I don't know, just even something that's far away from this. Like what like what are some of your like favorite rabbit holes to jump down into? Like if you're bored like for me, like I'm still a I'm still a 9/11 guy. Like I don't know what happened. I don't I I don't think it was fucking 19 guys from fucking Saudi Arabia that just happened to put this plan together. I don't I don't necessarily believe that it was our government. I don't 
I'm 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 just open to different ideas. But I also like I'm just I'm always just fascinated by it. So it's such a touchstone moment in our history. You know, so it's like to to go back onto YouTube and this is a fucking rabbit hole I fall down all the time is just watching like news footage from 9/11 and not like the like the aftermath stuff but like the the 10 minutes before and like the hour after, you know, just like the the chaos. It's the it's the chaos that I find interesting. Yeah, definitely. I like I definitely get it. Um and I get I don't believe the official narrative was true. I don't think it was a planned out thing like, hey, we're going to do this. It's an internal uh, black flag or whatever they call it um, operation to you know take down our own country. But I think they allowed it to happen. Yeah. Kind of like Pearl Harbor. We knew that the Japanese were coming in Pearl Harbor. They emptied out and left certain ships out and let them get hit because they knew that would bring us into World War II. Um, I think something similar happened. I think they um, they weren't the ones behind it, but they kind of knew whisperings of something might happen. I think it ended up being bigger than they thought it was going to be. I don't yeah. think they thought as much was going to land. Um, but they also took advantage of that to do the Patriot Act and stuff. I think there's never a tragedy that a politician won't take advantage of. Yeah, 100%. Because there's nothing, there's nothing Americans aren't uh, aren't happier to give up than their civil liberties for the uh, illusion of freedom. Oh, if, if there's nothing more American than that. They they talk about the Bill of Rights being such an American thing. The giving up of rights is more American than the actual rights themselves. Because uh, if anything, we're just a lazy, complacent bunch of people. <laughs> We have, but hey. not even just our generation, but the generation before and the generation after. We're just lazy people, and we haven't been the greatest for a long time. No. And we've we've just put on this front that's not true. And if anything, all this shit has done is bring up the fact that we're just a bunch of con artists. Like, if the like Trump is the perfect president for America, because America's a con artist country. We're all a bunch we're of fucking carnies. <laughs> we are some carny folks. Um, we're the you know the jobbers of the WWE. We're we like to put on a show, but we're not that great at selling. Dude, I never even thought about it like that. You're a hundred percent right. Like the bottom, like sixty percent of us, we're all jobbers. Then you have like the mid card people who are like the executives and like people that are a little bit wealthier. And then you have like your upper mid car, which is like your famous people and like your athletes and your st- stars and your famous people. And then you have your fucking John Cena's, the Rock, Stone Cold's, Hulk Hogan's. That's your one percent. That's your fucking Bill Gates. And all we ha- all we do is put them over because all they all our hard work makes them rich. Exactly. Fuck. And dude. you need the jobbers to get the top guys over. They're no good without the jobbers, but it sucks being a jobber. See Donnie Hernison, and you question why wrestling was still a thing. It's because we all live in a world where we're fucking jobbers. So that's why we all understand. That's why Stone Cold Steve Austin got over so well, is because he shit on his boss and he got over on his boss by beating up the man, like by going after the one guy that was bigger than him. Not physically, but in terms of what he could do to him in terms of powerfulness. 
in another analogy that makes America, the WWE and pro wrestling in general is even the lowest jobber in America is still better than a lot of the population of the world when it comes to wealth and just overall life expectancy. Right. Like it sucks being poor in America, but it's a whole lot better than being rich in Ethiopia. Yeah, for sure. Ethiopia poor people are like are like the uh like the like flea market carnival carny weekend wrestlers. That's exactly. how that's like how they, far down they, the list they are. Getting, they're not even getting a glance from the WWE to just put over the talent. Really the entire world is the wrestling business in a nutshell. Which this is would be happy with the which is which is why it sucks because if you watch wrestling, it's all fucking terrible. <sighs> Man, uh, we're we doing can, it. We're doing we the best job of keeping this as a fun <laughs> podcast as I've ever done in my entire life. Super, super light. Um, you mentioned uh, dream vacation. Yes, let's, yeah, let's that's that's the next time. Well, so okay, but before we get there, okay. In order, when you go on a dream vacation, you'd want to take, I would assume, a beautiful woman. And I know that you're currently between relationships, but I don't know if people know this or not, but Rod Stark's a ladies' man. And Rod Stark's been into some, some shenanigans. So uh, I, 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 want, I want to hear some stories. I want to hear about some Rod Stark ladies' man shenanigans. Because uh, people talk about the Starks. You know, people think Tony Stark is the only uh, one out there uh, living the Playboy lifestyle and, and, and getting down. But uh, he's not the only Stark that's in, in that business. Well, if you look back, all the Starks did pretty well with the ladies. This is true. They didn't always end well. But Fucking appropriate for well you. With- with getting the ladies. Um, I, I'm sure I'm going to dig myself and <laughs> just thinking of all the shenanigans. Um, no, I, I mean, I mean, you can, you can change, you can change the names to protect the degenerate. I, we'll, we'll talk about some hypothetical stories. That right. Could, or could not have happened. Could be completely made up, but are probably mostly true. Um, <laughs> I would say that, I will, I'll start all my stories with saying everything that I've ever done is consensual. I've never cheated in my life on anybody or anything. Um, I'm a upstanding citizen, and uh, once in a while I like to uh, partake in debauchery. 100%. Um, some good old American debauchery, you know? Uh, so you want a wild story? Uh, <laughs> I've, got, I've got a good one. So... Uh, I got a call from an ex-girlfriend. This is years ago, uh, several exes ago. So uh, we'll we'll keep it very. Uh, we'll keep the we'll keep the timeline vague. broad. Yeah, the, the, nobody could tell from this story specifically who this ex was. Um, I get a call from an ex. She says, "Hey, I want to hang out." I say, "No, you know, it's bad news to hang out with an ex. Um, I think that should be breaking up clean." Um, we're, we've been done for a while. I don't want anything to do with you. Um, let's just keep it that way. And she says, well, I think I've got something that might change your mind. Um, I have this friend, she's an exotic dancer. Um, she's very specific. You can't call her stripper. She's an exotic dancer. 
Uh, <laughs> she wants to hang out with us. Um, we, do you want to hang out with me and this exotic dancer? My friend, um, we're, we're going to go. We're going to hang out. She's got a hotel room. Would you like to come hang out with us? Like, okay, sounds fun. Um, could you bring uh, a couple fifths? We're, you know, we're having a good time. We've already got some, but uh, our, we had one bottle. It's halfway gone. Can you bring a couple more fifths? I'm like, okay. So I, I get three different fifths. Figure better to have extra than not enough. A hundred percent. So, the mark of a true degenerate. A, exactly. Show up at a hotel. Um, it, also, I, I'll, I'll backtrack just a second. I wanted to be noted that I I did originally say no, and it quickly turned to yes <laughs> with the mention of an exotic dancer. Um, the kryptonite. Life, the kryptonite of so many <laughs> of us. I I I'm I'm a only uh, av- or uh, a normal man. I can only withstand so much. The mention of an exotic dancer who is drunk in a hotel room that wants me to partake um, is a little too much for me to say no to. So, of course, I did what every red-blooded American man would do. I uh, went to the store, bought a couple fists. I uh, went to the hotel room. I, I ended up getting a three top shelf. I, you know, when, you, when you're trying to impress a couple of ladies that are uh, already in a hotel room, um, you, you take you're a not, couple. You're not trying to pronounce. You're not trying to buy anything that people can't pronounce the name of, unless exactly. unless it's unless it's so high class because you know unless you can't pronounce it because it's so high class. You're not trying to go for that bottom barrel shit. You're not going with the pop off or the five o'clock vodka. You're going top shelf. Um, so I got a few bottles of top shelf liquor. Uh, met them at the hotel room. Uh, got there. Can I guess? Uh, can I guess? Two, one of them was Grey Goose. One of them was Grey Goose. One of them was Patron. I don't remember what the third one was, but I believe it might have been the the uh, single barrel Jack, which is one of, that I'm a fan of. So get there, three bottles that are already various stages of lit. Um, they they've got this nice hotel room. I must say that this exotic dancer. Uh, contrary to popular belief, had very good taste. Um, she had a jacuzzi room. They were already drunk, semi-undressed uh, when I arrived. I just uh, sat down and started watching. Stuff happened. Uh, it got a little exciting. It got a, got crazy. Um, at one point, some fluids were exchanged. Um, and then... Immediately after, uh, the act started fighting with the exotic dancer. It started off minor. They were just kind of bickering back and forth. I think there was uh, an issue with the uh, amount of attention that I was giving to (laughs) one party over the other. Uh, It escalated. They started fighting, physically fighting. um, Started bashing each other into the walls. (laughs) I I said I didn't want to be part of it. I was not drunk at this point. They were very drunk and possibly on other substances, which I found out later. Um, so they started fighting, rolled out of the hotel room while still naked. Um, <laughs> we're in the hallway of the hotel and I left. I'm like, I'm done. Like you guys, I tried to break it up. You guys aren't breaking it up. You are uh, beyond talking to you. Um, I'm going to give you one more shot. I'll give you a ride wherever you want to go. Just calm down and stop. They wouldn't stop. I, I'm like, I'm out. I'm not 
I'm not being part of this. I don't want to be involved with cops. I've never been arrested before. I didn't want this to be the first time. I also did not want cops to arrive while there was two naked women fighting involving me. So uh, I left. No big deal. Left. Um, thought that was the end of it. I immediately got a call from the ex. Um, she's screaming on the phone, help. You need to come back. There's cops on the way. I'm like, I'm done. This is not part of me. I have no part of this. I told you to stop. You didn't stop. I'm leaving. She's like, you're seriously going to leave right now. Like, I'm already gone. Like, this is over. Uh, so I hung up. No problem. I get a call the next day from the uh, jail, the county jail <laughs> in the location we were at, uh, from the ex asking if I would accept a uh, collect call. I declined it. <laughs> then I got a call from another person in the county jail, uh, a girl that sounded familiar, but it was a name I did not know. Um, <laughs> I tried that one as well. Uh, come to find out, uh, this was, so this happened on a Saturday night. They tried to call me, collect each of them on a Sunday. They couldn't get bailed out till Monday. I uh, declined on all the calls. <laughs> Um, and found out they finally got out Tuesday and Wednesday collectively or respectively. Um, and, uh, both ended up going to various, uh, forms of a halfway house and a rehab, uh, one to dry out from just alcohol. The other one, some pharmaceuticals, I think were involved. Um, either way, um, there's a rod story. I, I've, I've never shared that one publicly. <laughs> I'm sure. I will uh, listen back in horror and uh, wonder why I shared it now, but it's lighter than COVID. That is the good shit that you come to <laughs> Just Another White Guys podcast for. If you made it through the 25 minutes of us talking about COVID and all that other shit, you found the good stuff right in the middle. So, you know, you're welcome, America. Now. And like I said, it long time ago, past that stage unless there are lovely exotic dancers that are listening to the show and would like to partake i'm sure i could be convinced i'm a like i said i'm a red-blooded american man um but uh, those days are past me now now i'm a uh easygoing laid-back foster dad you're a father of two so of course those things would no longer interest you unless exactly. you know you're into fathers of two in which case in which in which case he's down my arm can be twisted so you've you've had these adventures obviously you're not taking either of those two women on your dream vacation but if you were going to go on a dream vacation of course when this is all over eventually people will want to go somewhere what's uh what's on the rod stark uh, dream vacation list I got two. Um, one is to go to Australia with Liam. Nice. Uh, he expressed an interest in Australia, really wants to go there, and I've always wanted to go to Australia as well. I think that'd be a cool Vodafone trip. So I'm hoping this stuff is kaput and uh, everything's good by the time he graduates. And I think this summer, so not this coming summer, but uh, next summer, I want to take him to Australia if that's something he wants to do. So uh, hopefully we'll be going to Australia, maybe spend a week down there and just 
have a blast explore and have a good time i know he's into ladies with australian accents and uh i'm not too uh down on them myself i i happen to uh like a good australian accent so i think we'd have a good time he'll be almost 18 at that point or pretty close to 18. one so one thing you'll want to remember july in australia is winter time so you want to that make sure true. you want to make sure that you're paying attention to the seasons and weather. You don't want to go down to Australia and not be able to have as much fun as possible if the weather's cold. Very true. Although I don't know how cold it gets in Australia. Well, we'll definitely have to do some research and make sure we're going the right time of year. Um, so definitely that would be one of my key trips. And the other dream trip for me is Japan. I've always wanted to go to yeah. Japan. Um, both for wrestling and sightseeing, I think it would be an awesome trip. Um, I might die on the trip, given my uh, deathly allergy to fish and their That's love right. for throwing fish in and the uh, language barrier there. But I feel like if I'm going to die in a foreign land, it'd be kind of cool to just die on some fish I didn't know was fish in Japan. I, I feel like that's a cool way to go out. Be like, hey, at least, at least oh. there was a story. At least there would be a story. Exactly. He he uh, ate some fish in Japan and Tokyo and died. Like it was, it was nuts. <laughs> uh, they tried to, they tried to tell him, but he he didn't listen. He's a typical American. He has no idea any other languages and just figured he. Turns out he couldn't fucking speak through. Japanese. Yep, couldn't bullshit his way through uh, not breathing. Are you a uh, are you a beach guy? I know you lived in Florida for a while, but are you a beach guy? Um, I'm not, I'm not against the beach. I like the beach every now and then, but my vacation destination is never going to center around the beach. If that makes sense. Um, I can enjoy a good beach or even just sitting in the sand. Uh, we have, uh, we call them the dunes up here. I enjoy sitting in the sand dunes, uh, partaking in an adult beverage or two, uh, some substances (laughs) and, uh, just uh, sitting and watching the sand move, uh, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not terribly into the beach. Like it wouldn't. It would never be my key place to go. Gotcha. Uh, I've I've seen some beautiful beaches that I would be like, oh, that would be cool to be there. But I would never pick that place over like Ireland, right? Because I I just think Ireland would be badass to go to some Irish pubs and drink till you're, you know, three sheets to the wind and they carry you out and they're barely through the first course but uh yeah so to answer the question no the beaches is the main thing for me but i can enjoy a beach every now and then and of course our ultimate vacation is for you to win the lottery and for you to pick me up and take me to vegas that's that's the ultimate dream vacation well you know that for sure um i've never had a bad time with you in vegas uh I've had bad results after trips to Vegas when you were there, uh, but never the actual trip itself. Yeah, you and I, have, we've been together, we've gone to Vegas, we've been in Vegas together, what, four times? At least four. I, I, I feel like it's one, is it only four? I, I think, is it four or maybe five? I think it might be five. Might be five. I think the, I think the last time was five, but either way, uh, more times than most people have gone on a vacation together at all we've been to vegas and we've gone to other vacations on top of that so uh 
definitely a lot of awesome trips to Vegas. So I know that once this is all over, oh shit, while this was going, we discussed going to Vegas. <laughs> we're, like, we're like, dude, did, did you see that flight and those uh, uh, hotel prices? <laughs> I feel like if it would have held off another few days, we would have ended up in Vegas. I think, I think, <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's pretty possible. If it kept going down and they wouldn't have canceled stuff, yeah, uh, we would have been in Vegas. If it would have got to like twenty five bucks a flight and that room was only twenty five bucks, <laughs> we would have had to go just out of principle. Just um, yeah, we would have owed our we would have owed it to ourselves from a fiduciary place like just to be like you you can't not go like it, it at at some point it's just a you have to go exactly i mean it just makes good it's best for business I mean, exactly business. so uh in last week's ep- not last week uh the the previous episode of the podcast um we discussed uh the i i discussed that um there, there, there are uh, a number of gentlemen that I find attractive. I am very secure in my sexuality. I wouldn't choose to have sex with another man, but I can also appreciate the beauty of the human body. And, you know, I, I don't give a shit about talking about that. Plus, it's like we, we live in a world now where, like, it's just weird if you only talk about hot shit. Like, I feel creepy if I'm like, oh, let's talk about some hot chicks for the whole podcast. Let's talk about dudes. Let's give the ladies a little something to appreciate and fantasize about. So I talked about, uh, of course, number one on my list is Chris Hemsworth because talk about Australian accents. Ho, oh, buddy. Well, uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping he'll hit me before. with a Stormbreaker. Yeah, as I've mentioned once before, if there's going to be a dude, it's got to be Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Um, just a god of a man. A hundred percent. I just want him so to. I, I just want him to bring the thunder down on me. <laughs> you can't go wrong with Chris Hemsworth. Um, and I, I challenge any man out there that says that he is not attractive to really take an introspective look at themselves. What are they bearing? What kind of <laughs> homophobic, homosexual desires do they have in themselves that they can't admit that that is a beautiful man right there? Yeah, what are they? Rep- what are they repressing? I mean, they they got to be on the same level as Mike Pence. I'm I'm saying like they've got to be to the level where they're they have a beard of a wife that they call mother. They <laughs> without the fact, there's no doubt about it. Chris Hemsworth is a beautiful man. Um, that's not even a gay statement. That's not. That's there's just no facts. sexuality about it. It's, yeah, it's, it's not. A it's beautiful yeah. human. He is a literal Greek god. Well, he's Australian. He plays a Greek god, and he he fills out the role. So I have a question for you. So obviously, you would okay. have you would have sex you would have sex with Chris Hemsworth for free, right? I would have sex with him for free. Um, I mean, like, like this is like, so you know, you know the old. Uh, how much would it take for you to do X? How much yeah. would it, you know? Well, is well, that, is see, that's the thing? I can't, I can't promise that I would perform to my duties with Chris Hemsworth because I'm not um, 
sexually aroused by guys. Oh, you would be. I would. I would give it a the, you know a Boy Scouts effort. Um, if he hits you, if he rubs best. up, if he rubbed up against your face with that little Australian stubble and started whispering sweet nothings <laughs> in your ear, you're chubbing up real quick. It's going from six to midnight and and in, in a, just a snap <laughs> of the fingers. I, hey, I would not hold back to to uh, give it the the old uh, college try, if you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, Chris Hemsworth would definitely be. If there was a guy ever for uh, a free night with Rod, <laughs> it would have to be Chris. I, I, I hope to someday run for a political office and that uh, sound bite you used against me. <laughs> um, but yeah. And you all worried um, that we wouldn't make this light enough. Talking so, about uh, talking about two dudes having sex right here on the COVID Chronicles, just another white guys podcast. So much good times. Who who else? Who? What other hot guys would you bone? I'm trying to think <laughs> of who. Like everyone pales in comparison to Chris. I, I definitely have a man crush on him. Um, I think Brad Pitt back in the day. You have to say he is a beautiful man. See, that's the thing. Like. Um, I don't know though. I don't think Brad Pitt at his prime still beats Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Um, but he's up there. He's. I don't know when uh, when Brad Pitt uh, fires the uh, the old hair dryer down into his uh, into his uh, jeans in uh, in uh, Thelma and Louise standing there with his abs all out. I mean, that's uh, that's a pretty good look. It is, sir. It is. It was a uh, nice way to uh, catapult his career. Indeed. Let us see uh, what he's got. Work he's working with there. You know, I I uh, I did a, a list story like this with my with my sister Heather, who of course is no longer with us. And at the time, I made fun of her for this selection. But as I think about it now. I'm I'm leaning more towards agreeing with her, not not so much for. Uh, I I think more for the story and just for the, the cuddles and the comedy and uh, just the overall good vibes. I think I would definitely spend an evening of of uh, passionate love making with Jack Black. It definitely would be. I I think Jack Black would be a good cuddler. I would definitely do. I, I think, would de- I would definitely give him the tenacious D. <laughs> um, at, at the very least, I would uh, say laying in the same bed, spooning with Jack Black would be quite the experience. Um, let's see, who would be the best story? Um, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a divergent path. Uh, something that would probably become or probably come off as unexpected. Um, I would like to uh, to sleep with Donald Trump. Whoa. I think I'm going to go with the, the Trumpster. Um, I, I want visual proof of how little Donald <laughs> Trump really is. <laughs> with those little hands, my dick is going to look so huge. Um, and... Uh, and if anything, he is good at selling bullshit, so he can make me look great. <laughs> that is uh, that's tremendous. Plus, so, you know, if you play your cards right, you can get a check out of it. 
Exactly, and I, I wouldn't mind playing some 4D chess with old Trumpster. <laughs> and of course, earlier this uh, during this beautiful run of COVID Chronicles, we uh, we talked about beautiful women that my friend Heather would uh, enjoy an evening of passionate lovemaking with. Her list was uh, interesting, but also she very much had a type if you looked all those women up. I don't know if you uh, followed along with any of that, but uh, she definitely had a type. And I know, sir, you also tend to have a type, so... Let's uh let's hear the list of uh your your uh famous women that uh you would like to invite over to Stark Manor. Well, I would uh last last time I we did this a while ago, um Alicia Keys made my list. She's still gotta be my first pick. Wow, uh, still. Gorgeous, gorgeous girl. Uh hell of a set of pipes on her. I think she'd be a lot of fun. Um so for sure Alicia Keys number one draft pick. Um, I'm going to also have to say Amelia Clark, the Khaleesi. Um, she wasn't on my list last time, but I, I'm, I, I miss her after the game of Thrones. It's been a while. So I gotta, I gotta give, uh, Amelia Clark some love. And I'd say, let me think here for my third pick. I'd say, uh, I'm drawing a blank on her name. Uh-oh. She's a she's a redhead. She was on Doctor Who. She was Nebula, and uh, she was in uh, the new Jumanji. Um, she was Nebula, like in the Avenger movies. Yeah. Uh, that would be Karen Gillen. Gillen. I say something Gillen again. Okay. So Karen Gillen. I'm gonna have to give a red. You gotta have a redhead on the list. I mean, um, you, you have to. I think I'm going to throw Gal Gadot in there. Um, she's pretty tall. I've, I've noticed that she's tall. I think that that puts her on my list. And uh, since it's Superhero Day, we'll put another uh, female comic book character uh, on there. I think I'm going to go with Margot Robbie. There you so go. That, that would be my list. You're you're right. Gal Gadot, sneaky tall, five ten. Yeah. See. I saw her in the interview, and she like dwarfed the interviewer. So I was like, you know what? She's got to be pretty tall. I uh, I have a uh, a beautiful, sold, beautiful on the inside and out. One of my great friends, uh, Anne Marie, who also has a huge crush on Gal Gadot, specifically Wonder Woman, but Gal Gadot. And I'll randomly just like. No context, no build up, no anything. I'll just randomly tweet her hot pictures of Gal Gadot. And uh her husband appreciates that because you know. never never a bad time to receive that kind of picture. You know, sometimes you you know, not you don't always get to score the goal. Sometimes you just gotta you gotta give the assist. Oh Lord! I uh, my list always uh, varies from time to time, but uh, I uh, 
I I have a, a few uh, a few staples. I have a I've, I feel like I've talked about this a few times on the podcast. I have a I have a huge crush on Tessa Thompson, who is uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Valkyrie and uh, was in Creed and uh, is on this season of and the last couple seasons of Westworld. Which, by the way, the season three of Westworld, fantastic television. I haven't started three yet. I watched the first two. The first, the very first season of Westworld is one of the best seasons of TV ever. Yes, and then season two gets wonky as hell. I think it's still awesome. I I seem to really enjoy uh, TV shows where I half the time don't know what the fuck is happening. So yeah, uh, Westworld is definitely a show where you can't have your phone out. No. And uh, season season three has been a lot of fun. So I, uh, when when you've had a chance to watch that, we should definitely talk about it. I uh, I'm also hugely in love with uh, the host of Top Chef, Padma Lakshmi. Uh, one of the greatest uh, achievements in in uh, at least my recent life history is the fact that uh, Padma posted a uh, picture on Instagram and asked people for captions or funny comments. And uh, I posted one, and not only did she like it, but uh, she also uh, replied. And uh, I had got that notification on my phone. And really, I mean, all this COVID shit. I, I understand it's 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 all been it's, it's been a lot of bad, but uh, that's a that uh, sil- that's a, that's a silver lining <laughs> for this fellow over here. That uh, the, the queen the, that the queen the queen recognized my uh my humor and appreciated me so that uh that felt pretty good let's see uh i'm also uh desperately in love with uh a musician named grace potter who is uh beautiful has amazing energy can sing and uh all around just kick ass although i don't know I've heard her tell some stories recently. I don't know that we would have that much fun together. I, don't, I think maybe we wouldn't click, but she's still a lot of fun. Yeah. It's her. It's the energy. She has this aura and this energy about her that is just uh, a lot of fun. So those are uh, those are the three that uh, I have uh, strong strong opinions on at the moment. But you know, I'm interested to hear uh, all you folks out there in in Jogpod Land. Who uh who are random celebrities that you want to have sex with? You know, I definitely want to hear the same sex celebrities. I yes. think that's more interesting. Yeah, the same sex celebrities are are the real winners. So hit us up with uh with those. You can uh, follow. Uh, you don't even have to follow. Just uh, send us a uh, a message on Twitter. Uh, send an email to jogpod at gmail dot com, and uh, you know, just let us know. Make it anonymous. I don't care. You know, just interact with the show for fun. Your mom's like, Oprah. <laughs> You're like, Mom, this isn't anonymous. You just put this on my Facebook wall. Dude, I would totally. Not, I, I would. I'd, I'd watch my mom and Oprah have sex. <laughs> Dude, that would be if a hell of a story. Hold on, if the sentence starts off with "I would watch my mom," <laughs> you've gone down the wrong path there. <laughs> We we've strayed too far from the grace of God. <laughs> I wouldn't tip like I wouldn't generally want to watch my mom have sex, but if it was with Oprah, I mean, just for the lulls. What if you got, 
what if you got an accidental boner and then you got to spend the rest of your life wondering if it was your mom's eh. god? <laughs> my mom and I look a lot alike, so I would just assume that I give myself a boner. That's, I mean, you know, <laughs> when I look in the when I when I look in the mirror, I'm not ashamed of what I see. So if I get a boner, <laughs> hey, this just is what it is. Uh, I know it's not a professional to laugh at. <laughs> I'm like, but goddamn. See, and all of you folks were worried that we wouldn't be able to keep this light and fun. <laughs> Dustin talking about the boners induced by his mom. <laughs> it is crazy. I don't know if uh, I don't know if you spend any time on uh, Pornhub, uh, you know, or any of the other free porn sites, but just the sheer number of. Like stepdad, daughter, mom, stepson, mom, son. Yeah, no like, doubt. like there is so much like incestual porn. Like and of course, I mean I, was, I don't think it's real, but I mean like it's all like like really like the pizza delivery guy didn't really come over and bang the lonely housewife. Like I get it, it's a gimmick, but Jesus Christ. Well, I was actually talking to somebody about this the other day and uh I uh I asked, I was like, not to kink shame anybody, but I'm like, you're not into this, right? I'm like, who, how is this the most popular category on Pornhub? And then I, I went on this long diatribe and afterwards she's like, I don't watch porn to masturbate. And I was like, oh, I overshare way too much. Um, not only do I uh, look at porn, but I know it's the most popular. Um, but <laughs> to, wait, I, I what, is, um, what is she, what is she watch to masturbate? She just uses her thoughts, I guess, mm-hmm. like a fucking pilgrim. Hey, if you have if you have a quality spank bank, I'm guessing you don't need Pornhub. I guess, I guess. Some of us are just more adventurous than others, I guess. Uh, that is true. That is true. Variety is the spice of life, sir. You <laughs> <laughs> just you argued on both ends of that spectrum. <laughs> You're like, well, if you've got your own spank bank, why are you using that new stuff? And you're like, variety is the spice of life. You should just check out a little bit of everything. I mean, I would have I would have steered her in the direction of porn. Just, you know, I think porn is wonderful. There, it builds characters, right? This, uh, I feel like we've gone off the rails a little bit. Let's let's steer it back. A lot. Let's steer it back. We... Uh, should we check to see if uh, any of uh, the fine Jogpod audience has uh, brought any questions? Let's see what Ooh. they got there. Here is a here's the best question I've ever gotten for just another white guys podcast. It's from a previous COVID Chronicle contributor and guest, the one and only Jesse Skelly. With the release of Dr. Dre's the Chronic, 1992 classic rap album, going up on streaming, including places like Spotify, which, you know, I may have uh, sent him and, and showed him on uh, the internet. Which track is my favorite? First of all, uh, are are you much of a rap guy? I um, I dabble, uh, like every. Pretty much every genre, I have at least a couple of songs that I like out of it. Um, I do like rap, um, but I'm not super well versed 
in rad, if that makes sense. Right. Well, I I find uh, the chronic uh, is a is a, a touchstone album in my life, and from uh, opening it for the, for the first time and and seeing the CD with the uh, the marijuana leaf right there on there. I didn't understand why there was a, a tree leaf on a CD. It just didn't make any sense to me as a 12-year-old, but I uh, I was uh, made to understand what that was later on. But uh, there's 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 so many uh, so many great songs uh, on that album. Um, for for a pure comedy sake, um, it's it's not really a song. It's a, more of like a skit built in the album. Um, and then goes into a song, but the, uh, the, the 20 sack pyramid, the $20 sack pyramid is, uh, is good for, uh, for a good laugh. Um, I'm a classic guy. I love nothing but a G thing and, uh, and let me ride are uh, probably my two favorites on there. But, uh, from top to bottom, love listening to that album. So, uh, stoked that it is on streaming services like Spotify. So check that out if you're interested in hearing some of the, uh, the music that, shaped this uh 4d chess playing genius over here we're gonna uh start to uh wrap up the show because um you know i feel like we've we've kept it light and kept it entertaining for all you beautiful people out there and i uh, don't want to keep you too long if you're on the uh elliptical or uh, the bike getting a little exercise out in the uh wearing a mask going for a run or like me just laying on the couch what uh what's uh here's an opportunity i i i don't try to do this because i'm i'm not good at accepting praise but uh in these trying times i i really need someone to put me over so mr stark i'm gonna ask you what's uh what's the what's been your favorite part of uh the covid chronicles that you've listened to so far please please take this opportunity to put me over and tell me how great i am well, I I loved several of the episodes. Um, I always look forward to hearing from uh, some of the cast of characters. Uh, I believe it's Heather is uh, Dana's wife, correct? That's correct. Okay, I got her name right. I I'm horrible with names, but uh, hers was really uh, well done. But I think my favorite is always going to be when you and Nikki are together on the podcast. Um, Damn it. The, uh, <sighs> I don't want you to put so, her over. Put me over. The two of you together. Um, the just knowing you for so long with the both of you, um, hearing your uh, rapport on, come across the airways, it uh, it brings back some nostalgia and uh, kind of you know that peaceful feeling that you need in times like these. So I think that's my favorite part. But um, I've enjoyed each each of the episodes in the COVID Chronicles. Um, I think you've done a good job of keeping it on the rails uh, until this episode. Um, but uh, it's definitely been a, a good release to hear, uh, hear your guys' take on stuff. And I certainly have seemed to uh, gotten a little bit more prolific uh, with uh, these COVID chronicles. I easily could have, you know, if I was my normal self, I'd be stretching these out uh, every week and I'd have been like six, seven, eight weeks into this thing before I got all these episodes up. But, you know, I know that, People just uh, people need to hear from me. You know my my voice is so soothing and intoxicating, and my thoughts are so important to the fabric of America that uh, 
to make people wait too long to hear from me just just wouldn't be right. So I feel it's my duty as a great American in these uh, trying times that we come here to the Jogpod studio and uh, bring you these COVID chronicles. So, Mr. Stark, I would like to uh, thank you once again for uh, for being here on the show. And um, when uh, when when might people expect to uh, hear from the Stark contrast? I mean, I know that uh, I have uh, recommended to all of my listeners that they come over and check out your show. And uh, just curious when they might see some more from you. Yeah, um, I. Uh did the return a few weeks back and uh, I've kind of laid the egg on that. Um, I planned on doing uh, weekly. I, I'm going to get back in the swing of things. I'm thinking uh, on Thursday night, I'm going to record one or possibly more podcasts and then start putting them up at least once a week. Um, I've slacked a little. Um, I'm going to fall back on the excuse that I have a crazy five-year-old. Um, which doesn't make it conducive to a recording during the day. And I've just been exhausted at night, but um, I do have plans to get it back going within the next week here. And we'll see some new episodes of the start contrast for all you guys. Well, all of you can look forward to those new episodes coming very soon, wherever you find your podcast. So be sure to head on over and check out the start contrast. We're going to wrap it up for this episode of the COVID Chronicles. Thank you so much for being along with us on this fun-filled journey. Hopefully uh, you enjoyed it. If you have any questions or concerns, always feel free to hit me up on social media, uh, Twitter. The email, of course, is uh, jogpod at gmail.com. Questions, if, uh, tell me who you want to have sex with. I'm happy to hear it. Maybe you want to have sex with me. Maybe you want to have sex with Rod. He's an essential employee, and he's single, and he's, you know... I mean, clearly he's into weird shit, as you heard in this podcast. So, if you uh, if you if you uh, want me to pass along any of that information, I'm happy to do so. I'm happy to be a conduit to uh, filth, debauchery, and degenerate uh, behavior. So, with that, we're out of here. Please remember to stay safe. I know states are starting to open and it lacks uh, their restrictions. Don't do anything you're not comfortable with. If you're not ready to go out and be in groups of people, no one's saying you have to go. It's giving the people opportunity to make those choices for themselves. Stay safe and wash your hands.